aside, Ricky Slar's lecture. I sat quietly in the lecture hall, waiting for Ricky Slar's infamous lecture. It was said to drive people insane, himself included. It was something of legends, whispered about in dorms late at night, in the mess hall in midday, and in the chill breeze of a cool morning. The frequency of these discussions increased the closer it came to the annual holding of this class. Most dared not describe it. Some tried, but fell short. All feared it. Some said it changed their lives. Some for the better. Some for the worse. Its name was simply Chaos Reductionism. Although I did not have the prerequisites, I decided to sit in the back and witness this wonder. I was in the midst of my feverish search through the archives, and it was honestly an oasis from my quest. I learned that there were things in life more frustrating than what I was going through. And that is probably the only thing I learned. We will have to see. I think of that class often. I thought a day would come, sometime when I was older and wiser, when everything would fall into place. I would suddenly grasp what Ricky Slar had taught. That day has yet to come. I remember some parts with perfect clarity. Others are strange days. I do remember Ricky Slar walking into class. He wore all black and his wide-brimmed hat. He stumbled into the lecture hall, caught himself, and then walked up to the chalkboard. His gait signaled a man who held his liquor a little too well. He took a piece of chalk and returned to the center of the room. He knelt and drew a large circle on the floor. He returned to the chalkboard. He wrote numbers from 1 to 10, then numbers in random sequence, then letters, then strange symbols, and finally simply spat a large gob on the chalkboard. He nodded in satisfaction and turned to face the students. He scrutinized the attendees. I thought he may call me out for attending. Instead, he bowed his head, held his large hat to his chest, and said, I'm sorry. He began his lecture. It is a prerequisite that you've taken my other classes to be here. It is crucial you've learned all the other mathematical disciplines I have to offer, because in this class, you'll need to forget them all. If you have not done so, leave. And so the chaos began. Well, technically, never having attended your classes and forgetting them is the same result, said a smug student in the front. What? Ricky Slar asked. You said we need to forget everything. It's the same. I know what you said, Ricky Slar interrupted. He addressed the room once again. If anyone here is so daft they cannot understand the difference between forgetting something and never having known it in the first place, leave. Ricky Slar paused and stared at the student in the front who had dared question him. The boy, after a moment of shock, finally stood, red-faced, and stormed out of the room. None followed him. Most would regret this decision. Ricky Slar now pointed at the circle on the floor. He swayed as he spoke. Imagine, if you will, that this is a barrier. It is a wall. It goes infinitely down into the earth and also stretches infinitely up into the sky. This is important. Despite anything I say, you must, must, must believe this to be a fundamental and unfallible truth. No matter what I say during this lecture, you must maintain that I cannot pass through this barrier. Now, he stepped inside the circle. 
How do I escape the circle? It was an interesting puzzle. Brainstorming began. Concepts of magic, philosophy, the natural world. He shot them all down. He entertained the ideas of infinities not all being equal for a moment, as someone tried to describe an infinite ladder that was somehow more infinite than the infinite barrier. I don't have infinite time to climb that ladder, he said finally, waving his hand dismissively. Or listen to this bullshit for that matter, so I'm going to stop you there. He turned the room. Is chaos bad? Silence. He repeated the question. Is chaos bad? The class discussed. How do you define chaos? Is chaos needed to define order? Ricky Slar was not satisfied. Is chaos evil? He now asked. The conversation that ensued also seemed to anger him. He began calling on various students in the lecture hall with outlandish questions. You, is the enemy of your enemy your friend? Uh, well, using logic, wrong. You, is it better to be rich or poor? Well, I mean, given we are bound by the economic wrong. You, what's the recipe for a perfect pumpkin pie? What? Wrong. You, if an old woman lived her whole life and erroneously believed that there was some deity called the Lord of Deepstone, she believed in him, had faith in him, loved him, and then she died. And a scholar who was all wise and knew all this to be hokum lived only a short time, but plumbed the knowledge of the universe. Who had a better life? Well, the woman may have seemed happier. Did I say happier? No. So perhaps the man... Wrong! Ricky Slar shouted. You, a scorpion and a frog, are deeply in love, but can never touch one another, as the scorpion would accidentally kill the frog with its poison. What would you propose to them to aid this matrimony? Divorce? The student said, barely giving it any thought. Ricky Slar actually nodded thoughtfully at this but then chewed the boy out when he seemed proud to have given a satisfactory answer. The situation only devolved over the next hour. Students began to leave at this point. Those that stayed were simply baffled or on the verge of a breakdown. Finally, when the tension in the room felt like it would manifest itself as a true ball of anxiety in our midst, we took a break. Half the students did not return following the break. When Ricky Slar returned, he had a new stagger to his step. He picked up right where he had left off, completing a verbal assault on a girl who had said that there was no proof that the Lord of Deepstone was real. After a few more rounds of questions, he finally stopped. And then he smiled. All right, so how do I get out of this circle? The class went deadly silent. Ricky Slar frowned. Come on. That is why we are here. Why do you think I've been talking about all this shit for the past few hours? For fun? How do I get out of this circle? You you can't, a boy said. Ricky Slar's face went red. He threw his hat on the ground. Hours wasted. You all are so obsessed with your lines. The Church of Deep Stone, the Mages Consortium, Knights, Noble, Peasant. What are they? They're lines. Lines in the sand. We draw them and we tell ourselves to step inside them. And then we imagine their walls. We draw lines in the sand and we call them walls. We say we can't tear them down, but even the slightest breeze could destroy them forever. Who are our enemies? Who are our allies? We decide this based on these lines, but we can so simply step over them. 
We didn't even draw most of them. Others did for us generations ago, and we think them to be of the highest caliber when they're chalk on the floor. It's all chaos, and we attempt to reduce it. And in our reduction, we complicate things so much. So how do I escape this circle? I guess just step outside, she said hesitantly. Ricky Slar's face turned redder. What did I tell you right at the beginning? Hmm? What was the one thing I told you you must, must, must not forget? The girl sank into her seat. The line is a barrier, and we must know this to be a fundamental, infallible truth, she said, shaking her head. Despite anything you say, we must believe that. Ricky Slar snapped his finger and picked up his hat, nodding. Exactly. Now, we let ourselves be bound by these things. Rules. We are told stories and fables by our parents and caretakers, and then suddenly things that were once anecdotes are facts. Feuds are immortalized, and uncrossable rifts created. How can the mages and the Church of Deepstone work together? How can a cat befriend a mouse? How can a frog marry a scorpion? How can fire put out water? How do I get out of this circle? How the fuck do I get out of this circle? Because I'll tell you this, you bunch of sorry ingrates who think yourselves academics but would be better off as farmers. We are not leaving until someone tells me how to get out of this circle. Step outside. Just step outside it. The same girl shouted, exasperated. Ricky Slar looked at her, his face slack. It tightened into a wry smile. Very good, he said, and stepped outside the circle. The girl burst into tears. A boy near her had pulled out a small clump of his own hair. But you said, you said we couldn't... Ricky Slar shrugged. What does it matter what I said? Sometimes you have to break a few rules. Well, because you... You just said... The girl paused, fearing a reprimand. Wait, why didn't her first suggestion work? A boy asked from the back. If we can break the rules, her first answer would have been right. Ricky Slar's smile faded, like a sandcastle buffeted by crushing waves. What? At this point, everyone in the room knew to cower and tremble when Ricky Slar asked that question. I'm just saying, the boy mumbled, it's the same thing. No, 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 it's not the same thing, not this again. Her first answer was logical and methodical, a calculated answer. Logical and methodical will kill mages. Write that down. She thought those little gears twirling around in her head would come up with something, something clever. Wrong. But the second time, oh, the second time, she felt that answer. She knew. She just knew. And she was right. Intuition. Instinct. This is something you must learn. Mumbles spread across the room like wildfires. Students sat up straighter. For the first time, the room felt like something had actually been said that made sense. Ricky Slar again went around the room, asking questions of each of the students. You, you have to join forces with your mortal enemy to save another of your mortal enemies. Do you do it? Uh, yes, but I kill him after, the boy said firmly. You, are the gods real? Y yes, but they were created by our own imaginations. You. What is love? 
It's the force of all nature trying to draw us forward in innovation and art. Ricky Slar grabbed his hat, pulled it down over his ears, and let out a tortured yell. The air left the room. What in deep stone are you all doing? These questions are all so stupid, gibberish, chaos. I thought you, you wanted us to answer with intuition, someone said. Why in the abyssal flame would I want you to do that? Ricky Slar asked. Because you, you said that. Why do you care what I say? Ricky Slar asked. Because you're the teacher. How did the girl get out of the circle? By breaking your rules. Right. But that is contradictory, no? I set the rule to get out of the circle. So if you ignore my instructions, my command to get out is equally void. So this whole thing was pointless. You can fucking say that again, a boy said. He left the room. A few followed behind him. What had started as nearly 70 students was now down to only five, excluding myself hiding in the back. What is the point of all this? Someone finally asked. Why are we even doing this? What are you trying to teach us? Ricky Slar looked around the room as though broken from a daze. Oh, yeah, yes, right. He now turned to the chalkboard behind him and pointed at the long-forgotten numbers, symbols, and spit on the board. He pointed first to the sequence of 0 to 10. So some of the math we will be doing in this course will be using stuff other than what you're used to. You need to understand that numbers can be thought of a bit more abstractly, and sometimes a number is not a number at all. Going from 0 to 10 doesn't cut it. So, yeah. You need to think outside the box, is what I'm saying. Think outside the confines of 1 to 10. What? A girl stood, snot and tears streaming from her face. We went through all that, that abuse, that torture, because you were trying to teach us that we will be using math outside the base 10 system? Ricky Slar stepped back, seeming stunned. He seemed upset, like he hadn't realized the toll he'd taken. I'm so sorry, he mumbled. But is that what you thought I was saying just now? Have I taught you nothing? I don't think so, no. Ricky Slar tipped his hat towards her and grinned. Now you're getting the hang of it. All right, for next week, everyone bring in your favorite rock. I will not be accepting minerals. A week passed and four rocks were brought in. They were never used. They simply sat on the desks while Ricky Slar went through complex but not exactly mind-bending math. The contents of the first class were never discussed again. I eagerly await the day when it all will become clear, when I will understand this bizarre class. Is there even any sense to be made? Some grand revelation that would clarify Ricky Slar's enigmatic teaching? I admit I frequently contemplate the distinctions between my allies and my enemies. I ask myself what my lines are. I can attest that it has changed me, though I cannot say it has been for the better or for the worse. It has, of course, led me to question rules. This has had some unintended consequences. A few years later, I heard a student brought a short sword to class and intended to use that as an answer. The class was cancelled. Ricky Slar's only comment on the whole ordeal was that if anyone had truly been paying attention, then they would know that the class had never truly existed. 
And so, despite being cancelled, it continued on as strong as ever. We draw lines and we call them walls.